It was early on a recent Saturday morning when a life was saved in a miraculous way. No, this is not a story out of the Middle East when Hamas troops left Gaza to attack southern Israel. It happened in Houston, and a son's life was saved. that Saturday morning, Amanda and Danes Tanner, trying to sleep in the only day of the week, awakened by their one-year-old border collie jumping on their bed. One of them got up, thinking the dog wanted to be let out. But Axel led the dad downstairs, refusing to go out. He ran to their son's bedroom door, scratching vigorously. Inside, the 17-year-old was having a stroke. Paralysis, blurred vision, jumbled words. The stepdad raced him to the hospital. Doctors say if not for Axel, the boy's life would have been over. The lesson? Listen to your dog. A better lesson? Read and listen to God speaking through his word. You will be blessed. Welcome to Haven Today here on Tuesday. I'm Charles Morris, getting to share with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And today we continue a series we opened with yesterday called Experience the Old Testament. I've been looking forward to this series. As you heard yesterday, if you joined me, I was at a summer picnic when the idea of doing a series through the Old Testament was born. Talking with my acting friend, Ted Staunton, he was sharing how he had been memorizing large sections of the Bible and recited some of the book of Daniel for those of us in a friend's backyard. Right then and there, I knew we needed to do a special project that would invite all of us to experience the spoken word of God. Ted, thanks for joining me again on the program. Oh, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be back with you, Charles. Thank you so much. Why is it so powerful to hear God's Word spoken aloud as opposed to just reading it in your mind? Well, um, it's, it's only in recent history that people have been able to read the, the Word for themselves without having someone read it to them, I think, you know, since the medieval era, really. And I think I think the spoken voice was really important in the in the delivery of 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 the law. The children of Israel were you know were often made to gather together as a nation to listen to the law being read aloud. And uh, uh, the worship meetings of the early church consisted of people gathering together to to listen to epistles being read out loud. I was just reading Revelation myself this morning, and uh, and it said you know let. Um, those who hear, let them understand what the Spirit says to the churches. Um, I think the human voice can imbue m- mere printed words with another dimension of expression. When you, when you think of the words of, of Churchill or a, a Roosevelt at significant moments in history, it's their spoken delivery that uh, enhances the impact. The, just the way things are spoken, the different emphases that are made, that can help the words stick in the mind. Ted Staunton, my brother in Christ, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Charles. God bless. Ted is so right. There is something so powerful about hearing God's Word read aloud. And in a moment, we're going to hear another section that Ted recited for us from this brand new double CD that we are releasing this week on Haven Today called Experience the Old Testament, Ten Stories of Deliverance. And it came to pass... After these things, that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. Ted Staunton, 
reading the first few verses from Genesis 22, the story of Abraham and Isaac. We're going to hear the rest of it in just a moment. And then after the program, may I invite you to make a gift to the ministry and ask for your copy of this brand new double CD filled with readings from God's Word called Experience the Old Testament. Ted dramatically reads aloud from the King James Bible with an original music score underneath, composed by Richard Charter. My wife Janet and I usually read the scriptures together each morning, but we've been listening to Ted read the scriptures aloud and are really blessed by it. I want you and maybe someone you love to experience the Old Testament in a new way just like we are. I know you're going to enjoy hearing God's word in a fresh and powerful dimension. So after the program, please visit our website, listen to some samples from the project, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just a note, we're sending along with your CDs a digital download link. But if you just want the digital version, we have that for your gift as well. You can call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you still want to send help to the Middle East, I'll tell you about that at the end of the program. Now let's open the program with Chris Tomlin, Holy Forever. A thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the Lamb. And all who've gone before us and all who Sing the song of ages to the Lamb Your name is the highest Your name is the greatest Your name stands above them all All thrones and dominions All powers and positions Your name
This is Haven Today, Experience the Old Testament. I'm Charles Morris, and we opened with a song from his Always album, Chris Tomlin, Holy Forever. Well, we're continuing a survey through the Old Testament this week, and we come to Genesis 22 today. Now, I'll be the first to admit it's not everyone's favorite part of the Bible. In fact, you may have heard the famous phrase, the Old Testament God is a God of wrath. The New Testament God is one of love. But is that true? We heard on yesterday's program that even in the face of our sin, God provides a way of salvation in Jesus Christ. That's not only a sign of God's justice, but a sign of his love and mercy for sinners. Well, today, I want us to turn to another passage in the Old Testament, one that might be a little hard to understand at first look. But it, too, speaks of the coming of the gospel. I want you to hear Ted Staunton dramatically read from Genesis 22 from our new project called Experience the Old Testament. And it came to pass, after these things, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering, upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went, both of them, together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife, to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, 
and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. The book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 to 13. That was British-Canadian actor Ted Staunton reading from our just-released double CD called Experience the Old Testament. Under him, an original music score we had produced to enhance the experience for us all. I have to say I'm happy with the way this turned out, and I'll share with you in just a little bit how you can get this double CD or the digital version. Now back to the story of Abraham and Isaac. Incredible, wasn't it? There was so much tension, emotions flaring up, especially for those who are parents. Abraham was promised a child of promise, though he was as good as dead. Abraham and Sarah were long beyond childbearing years, but they were trusting in the Lord. They believed that he would provide them with a child, and they were waiting, and waited even more. It was 25 years before God's promise would come true, but God was not tardy, never is. He didn't get caught up in a heavenly traffic jam. He's always on time. Abraham learned obedience and patience during those years, and the Lord used it for the good of both Abraham and Sarah. But after 25 years of waiting and years watching his precious baby boy grow up into a young man, the Lord called Abraham and put him to the test. Verse 2 tells us what God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. What this test would prove was whether Abraham was walking by sight or walking by faith. Would he spare his son Isaac in order to preserve the promise the Lord had made him? Or would Abraham follow through, believing that God would still fulfill his promise even if Isaac died? Now that was a difficult task. It might even shock you that the Lord would expect this of Abraham. We will find out why he did this later on. The biblical text tells us that Abraham got up the following morning. Moses doesn't spend a lot of time commenting on Abraham's thoughts, but we can imagine, based on what the Lord said earlier, Abraham was taking up Isaac, the son whom he loved, his only son, to end his life. This must have been so, so hard. Every step that he took was a labored step and must have been filled with heartache. We don't know exactly how old Isaac was, but he was old enough to realize something was missing in their hike up to Mount Moriah. Verses 7 and 8 telling us, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Now that's the turning point in this story. Though we are in pain thinking of what it might mean to Abraham's beloved son, Abraham reminds us of who was in control. And it certainly wasn't Abraham. And it wasn't his son Isaac. And it wasn't the mother, Sarah. The Lord God was in control of all things. 
Abraham knew this, and though he was unsure of how God's promises would come true, he spoke words rooted in faith. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. You know, this is not just good news for Abraham. This is good news for you and me. We believe in a God who will provide, at least I hope you do, and a God who will make a way when we don't see a way out of our predicaments. Even in the lowest moment in human history, the cross, God provided a path of victory. Remember that next time you're facing a hard situation. Yes, we may not know what will come next, but we do know that God is in charge and provides. Remember what I shared earlier about God's timing? He's never late. He's always on time. Just as Abraham was going to strike his son with the blade, an angel of the Lord intervened and stopped his hand. He passed God's test. He was a man who truly walked by faith and not by sight. In the New Testament, Hebrews gives us a unique detail into the thought process of Abraham. Yes, the author of Hebrews lived thousands of years after Abraham, but the Holy Spirit who inspired this letter gave him this insight into Abraham. Let me share it with you. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. From probably the greatest chapter on faith in all the Bible, Hebrews 11. The reason why Abraham almost went through with the sacrifice was because he truly believed in the Lord's promise. His faith in God assured him that even if Isaac died, the Lord would bring him back to life. That's true hope, true faith. There are three things that I think this passage reveals. First is the importance of faith. If we were to live our lives only based on what we can see, we would be miserable. We see wars around us, rumors of wars, our own lives with broken relationships. We sin against others and others sin against life. But when we live according to what we cannot see, we live our lives with resurrection hope. The second thing this passage teaches is God's provision. What are we supposed to have faith in? In ourselves? Not at all. We have faith in the Lord who provides Jehovah Jireh. Abraham had faith through the Lord that he would provide. And verses 13 and 14 tell us that a ram was given to be sacrificed in place of Isaac. The Lord is good to his people. He always provides. Which brings me to the third thing the passage teaches us. God provides his son, Jesus Christ. This is the greatest provision that we could ever be given. Jesus is the spotless sacrifice that was given up for our sins. And you know where that happened? It happened at the very same place on Mount Moriah. Jesus is the provision for eternal life. Abraham didn't have to give up his only son for whom he loved to fulfill God's promise, but his heavenly father did. Our father in heaven gave the son with whom he shared eternal joy and love, and he did it for you 
and he did it for me because he loves us. And that is good news. Three days journey to the sacred place A boy and a man with a sorrowful face Tortured yet faithful to God's command To take the life of his son with his own hands God will provide a lamb To be offered up in your place A sacrifice so spotless and clean To take all your sin away Here's wood and fire Where's the sacrifice? The questioning voice And the innocent eyes Is the son of laughter Who you waited for To die like a lamb To please the Lord God will provide a lamb To be offered up in your place A sacrifice So spotless and clean Take all your sin away A gleaming knife An accepted choice A rush of wind And an angel's voice A ram in the thicket Caught by his horns And a new age of trusting The Lord is born For God has provided a lamb He was offered up in your place What Abraham was asked to do, he's done He's offered his only son What Abraham was asked to do, he's done He's offered his only son. Michael Card, haven't heard that in a while. God will provide a lamb on this Haven Today. Experience the Old Testament. Earlier in the program, we heard from my friend Ted Staunton talking about the power in hearing God's word being read aloud. And then we heard him read aloud from Genesis 22. Wasn't that striking for you? Well, this week, I'm excited to share with you this brand new resource that Haven Ministries has produced called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. On this double CD, Ted dramatically reads from well-known passages in the Old Testament and underneath original music produced just for this project. Over the course of an hour and a half, you will hear familiar Bible stories come to life in a new way. And these stories out of the Old Testament are much more than moralistic principles. They actually point you to Jesus. All of Scripture is about Jesus, but sometimes that's a little harder to see. So we've also added a commentary sharing how each story points to Jesus. My prayer is that this CD will excite you about God's Word as it points you to Jesus. 
And as I said, my wife and I are using this in our daily devotions right now, and we're being blessed to hear God's word dramatically read each morning. I want you to be blessed as well. So for your gift to the ministry, I want to send you a copy of our double CD called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. You can listen to samples and see all 10 of the stories we have selected for you there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And we'll also send with the CD a digital download link. You can make your gift when you're at our website and request the CDs with the digital download. And if you just want the digital copy, we have that for you as well. And if it's easier for you, just call us right now. Make your gift, and we'll send you the set and the link. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And don't forget, if you want to help displaced people in Israel, we still have our Help and Hope for Israel fund open. Every dollar for Israel will go to Israel. We don't take a handling fee. We're sending it and wiring it through Jews for Jesus to help those in great need right now. And we're also, through this project, giving away New Testaments with the Psalms. Read about it online or ask about it when you call. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Nearly a century ago, psychologist Abraham Maslow developed a hierarchy of needs for humanity. These are allegedly the basic needs we need to lead a productive life. At the foundation, humanity needs shelter, a home where they feel safe. When Solomon built the Lord a temple, it was a joyous occasion, but he knew the Lord didn't need a house. The Lord desired a house to dwell among his people. Solomon says, but will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. Remarkably, though the heavens can't contain God, one day God would come down. God the Son, taking on human flesh, dwelling on earth. Why? To save you and me from our sins. This is good news. You'll see Jesus more clearly through time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchor.com.